Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Coffee Moaners. How are you? Nice to see you. I don't know what it's like where you are, but we have, I think it's probably my most favourite weather of all, autumnal sun. Crisp but bright. Yeah. I would love for us to go for a really lovely long walk now in the woods somewhere and have a bit of a snog. What, up against a tree? Yeah, well... Or I love the smell of so- under under a bush. Well, maybe not actually. No, not in yellow. I don't want to go under a bush. What's the colour got to do with it? Well, because you, you can't you'd wear yellow up, under. You'd have to mud. wear black. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best season to do outdoor foraging? I th- what of a romantic nature? Well, probably this season, just now before, because if it's too hot, everyone's out. But if it's too cold, nobody wants to get out. Right. But at this point, you could find quiet areas. And if it's too cold, nothing can show up. Have you ever had um, shenanigans outdoors? I think everyone has, haven't they? No, that's not the question I asked you. Yes, with you. When? When? Oh, that's nice. It was memorable for you, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Are you having a laugh? Don't you remember? You're not clue. <laughs> oh, that's not included. That's not included. What do you mean? The bus driver was watching us <laughs> and everything. That's a garden. That's not the same. A garden isn't the same. No, of course. What do you not? mean? In the wild. Oh, in the wild. That is that's kind of wild. Right. Who thinks having a garden is in the wild? Okay. Well, I'll ask you the question. Have you in the wild? No, I don't think I have, actually. I've tried, but I didn't... Yeah, it never successful. really works out, does it? No. Uh, I mean, I think the nice thing is, how are we talking about this? Catherine Jones, Nadia, you do ask him some things and then wonder why I go there. There's one particular route that we walk locally where every time we get there, there must be something in the air... It's the smell of moss. ...that makes you go mad. It's moss. You think it's the same you know, thing that makes toffee... Savage, a, a I tree. It, I a think tree it's stump. a very good point when you say, Have, I tried, but I couldn't. That is actually the truth of it, isn't it? It's the idea of it. It's the frisson of it. It's the thought of it. A bit like, you know, when you think that in the shower is going to be good or on a plane is going to be. These are just like fantasies, but the reality of them are uncomfortable. You can't get in the right position. Nobody's going to get anywhere. And so that's a no. What do you mean but, get anywhere? I'm curious. But, what does get anywhere mean? I Physically wish, or metaphorically? I, I, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But I wish... <laughs> if only we could. ...that sometimes <laughs> we just did have a kiss in the wild. I love a kiss But I don't want anything wild. beyond a kiss. Don't you? No. Because then it's weird. Why? Because... Excuse us for a minute, guys. <laughs> Like, but hang on right, a minute. sorry. No, 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 no. Hang, hang, on, hang on for a minute, everyone. Let's just, just bear with us. I just want to have a bit of a bit of a moment here. Um, I love the way what is Erin Bullimore has just gone, morning, Mark and <laughs> <laughs> <What> is... <laughs> People, <laughs> I love the way it just behind me. Happy 50th oh, happy 50th birthday. birthday. Yeah, don't, they don't mind us. We've we written down Richard, who was on Instagram. If yeah. you just come over from Instagram, we are going to be singing happy birthday to Richard. But what is the frisson? Is the frisson being called? Do you want to know exactly what I think it is for me? Yes. That when I was burgeoning. I was burgeoning? What do you mean? What do you think burgeoning is? Coming of age? Yeah. Right. But younger than burgeoning. <laughs> right. You know when you're first starting to just get free songs of something? But you don't know what it is. Yes. It could be a smell. And you'd be playing in the park with your friends. Yes. 
and that smell and like you might quite like a boy it's that it's those early awakenings are triggered from the smell of moss Wow. Not that anything happened, but so, it was that it was that excitement of liking somebody and like maybe having so a kiss. So what could really slam dunk this is if I get my conkers out? No, if you get your conkers out, I'll call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? They what? won't come. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. I do love a horse chestnut. I used to love playing conkers. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's funny. I know what you're saying. I know what World you're saying. Word of the day, Ty. Could you wish my mark happy birthday, says Vicky Yes, we'll do happy course. birthdays at the end. Vicky's mark. I'll just make a note. We've got a few birthdays today. Um, yeah, I agree. For some, uh, uh, sorry, sorry um, someone just asked, Anne-Marie Lucker, you said, what you tell us, Mark. I think it is the frisson of potentially not being caught because then you're in the you're in a strange sort of dogging scenario. But I think it's the no, I think it's the frisson of dogging you shouldn't be doing dogging it. is not having sex outside. Dogging is watching other people have sex outside. No, but someone's having sex. It's a dogging. very different thing. Well, okay, but I mean, is the fri well, yeah, the watching thing. It's not the being seen. It's the Knowing you shouldn't do it. I think people that want to watch other people having sex outside is weird. How have we got here? I don't know. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well. So I've got Richard. I've got... Why are you doing that? Because then it goes really weird. Because I couldn't see. Should we pop... Let, let, let's just do... Uh, There's another birthday there. Uh, Vixen DD. Um, hi. Just jumping in and catching on up. I drop off my son at train station and go for a walk. Who else finds train stations romantic? I met oh, my husband there. Well, I Mark do, and I actually. used to spend in our early days, because you used to come Bristol. and meet me. Like... What, what happens that, like, people don't meet you anymore on the platform? Well, you live together. That's, that's what happens. No, but why couldn't you sometimes meet me on the platform? What, babe, I have picked you up from many places in a romantic fashion, but I'm not going to stand on the platform. Angry, so I'm not going to no, pick on. you up and I love to pick Because I hate being told that I'm not doing something when, no, no, in I matter of fact, say... life has completely changed. I didn't say you. I said, why do we? Well, find... like, I would know I wouldn't come and meet you on the platform. No, it's not a why do we? We get... We get through our relationships, don't we? Vixen we DD, stopped, that was a lovely detail. We stopped doing those little moments that are lovely. I have very fond memory, mem memories, <laughs> a very, very fond memories of uh, Bristol Temple Meads, of waiting for you, actually. It was a, always an exciting little frisson uh, as she turned remember up. And we'd go straight to the pub. Yeah. Those were in the days when you were drinking. Do you remember the little pub that had the train, little choo-choo train that used to go around the edge of the pub and then it had that weird bar billiards game at the corner and then we'd get really drunk and then we'd stumble home and then we'd have rampant sex in the garden. No, we wouldn't. Shut up and don't listen to him. We didn't have a We did. We lay, in the, off, we lay in the street. Like always. She pushed my bum through a window. Do you remember That's that? That's true. <laughs> we danced like nutters. <laughs> Where it's true, I'll say it's true. Um, oh, thanks for the memories. We did actually have a good time in the pub. So just do we have your euphoric recall? No, we had a lovely time in the yeah, pub. It was really cosy. It was really warm. Nice. It was really nice. It was, and we cuddled. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that again. Why did it have to happen with alcohol? But then you would carry on drinking after we got home and you made yourself miserable. Yeah, it's true. That's why it doesn't work. You can't stop. Which is sometimes helpful in certain scenarios. So sorry. What if somebody's come here for the first time? They're then never going to come back. That, don't come back. Uh, if you are, if you haven't, subscribe. If you don't want to, <laughs> fuck off. Mark! I'm just saying it as it is. MeTube is frisson marks. It's a great word. No, no, word for I said frisson first, MeTube. I said it. I said it's the frisson from the smell of the woods. Say frisson. Frisson. Suddenly it becomes like something to do with cooking. Frisson. Feels like you're cooking something. No, it doesn't. No, it just says frisson. Babe, it looks weird. You look like you look like Tommy Cooper. Frisson. Thank you. 
I'm all dressed up to go out and you tell me I look like Tommy Cooper. It's your birthday. It's not your birthday. Why am I saying it's your birthday? It's someone else's birthday. Is it her birthday Donna, today? Do- Donna's oh, tomorrow. Donna's birthday. You know, Donna may make up. Lots of you know and follow. Okay, what the fuck are we talking about? Okay, this is a big story. We're not going to run through a menu because it takes 10 minutes, we get distracted, and then we end up doing the story. So let's do the first story. Parents don't believe children should go to school every day anymore. And I'm just going to give a bit of context to this because you hadn't heard the story, and I fell asleep last night. Yes, feeling, okay. You don't need to say anything else. Just say you were falling asleep. Listening feeling to very satisfied and tired. We've got a lot done yesterday. I was very, very comfortable in bed. And uh, as I was listening to LBC, this, this story was running, and this is a report or a sort of survey, I think Sky News or Michelle, LBC might I shall write you down saying happy birthday um, About the idea, not that parents don't want their kids to go to school, not that parents are wanting to homeschool their kids. Oh, look, I live in Bristol, that pub's called the Highbury Vaults. No! That's it, Melody Alfie. Go and have a drink for us and send it to us on Instagram or somewhere, please. The Highbury Vaults. Don't drink too much so you can't drink ever again like this one. Yeah, don't try and play with the choo-choo train. In fact, there was a time, they used to have lots and lots of photographs behind the bar. There was one of me and Nads in there. You Have a look, they might still have them behind the bar, you never know. so yeah, this is this isn't the idea that, that that parents are kind of wanting to pull their kids out of school. It's not parents wanting to kind of encourage um, what's it called when kids don't go to school? Um, school refusal? No, no, no. Truancy. Truancy. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not to do that. This was quite a rational and reasonable conversation on the radio last night with a lot of parents. Across, and I really want to stress this. Off the back of a report. Off the back. Said yeah. that. Yeah, off the back of a report. Um, talking about how for many parents they don't feel school delivers all the things that the government and the schools would like to think they deliver, i.e., you know... Um, but this is very much, the report is very much around an awakening almost yes, in a lot yes. of parents yeah. post-pandemic. <clears throat> the first thing I said to Mark was, my God, you know, everybody did exactly as they, they were told, take your kids out of school. That was enormously difficult for so many people, people that work full-time, people with ki- kids with additional needs. It was horrendous for lots and lots of people but everybody did as they were told i mean the government themselves said they couldn't believe how people did as they were told across the board mm. schools were closed da, da, da. and i find it shocking that the government expects that everybody then at the end of that was going to go just march back to school without having drawn any opinions or had any awakenings, or had any shifts in the way that they were running their life and their thoughts, and and you know, and that's very much the way a lot a lot of times this is reported on the radio. It's an outraged radio presenters. You know, how can any parent not understand the importance of education and and it's every single day. I mean, education happens all the time, every day, twenty four hours a day. It's not doesn't just happen in school, does it? Um, so they are sort of reeling with this. They're thinking about stopping fines on parents because that's not working. Um, and I said to Mark, the thing is, they're still pumping out exactly the same philosophy, which is school helps children with anxiety. Regularity at school gives a child a sense of, you know, purpose and um, routine and all of it. Yeah, for a lot of kids and for a lot of parents, that is perfect and school is the happiest time of their lives and it works brilliantly but for a lot of children and a lot of parents 
it doesn't quite work in the same way. Yeah. And Mark's had some blue sky thinking. Well, I, I did have some blue sky thinking as I was lying in bed last night. Look, the one thing I want to stress here is this 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 survey Ooh. isn't about, yeah, D Silverfields, you can see on screen there, says ex-teacher, English education system needs scrapping, a holistic whole child approach is needed. I think what Nadia says... a bit from the Beatles I think what Nadia says is really important, and this goes back to, this isn't some deep state conspiracy theorist kind of thing that's going to end up almost nibbling at the edges of that thought. I do think it's really worrying sometimes the extent to which the government and society um, seeks to control us all quite so much. So like you rightly said, needs must. Kids had to come out of school for health reasons. We all kind of had an opportunity to rethink. Um, and in rethinking, it's almost like we've all been asked to stop rethinking anything and just go back to what mm. things were. As if, yeah, as if life is not an evolution of thought, an evolution of person, man, human, child, whatever. Um, I th what I think is compelling about this, this, this whole debate or topic is, and I've said it many times, is we are not and we're never uh, militant homeschoolers at all. We were having to clutch at a variety of different choices to solve educational needs for our kids. The, the priority for us is, and the priority for everyone is, education is king. Because in education, you have the capacity to challenge, to learn, to find out, to integrate, to to Which develop and to evolve, exactly, mm. and ask searching, probing questions and all that kind of stuff. There's absolutely a need for all, all different subjects. You know, you might not, we're a very artistic family or creatively with a creative bent. But, you know, if I think of, you know, Paddy's family, you know, other families are very scientifically bent. And that's great because that's multiple different disciplines, all that sort of stuff. What this was about and what I think is really interesting this last night was lots of parents were ringing in. Lots of them weren't middle class parents with lots of time on their hands or an ability lots to of kind money. of and lots of money <clears throat> these were people who were saying look i've just seen in my children that they learn more are happier their educative sort of portrait is more complete and whole as that ex-teacher was saying family just life then. is enriched family life is enriched there's less stress anxiety and mental health issues if there's flexibility around the edges. And so what this couple of parents are saying was, yeah, I pull them out of school. I let them know. I tell them pretty much what we're going to be doing. But there is this law whereby they can be punished. They can be fined. And I And they think... can also be undermined in that by society and by a school saying, you don't care about your child. Yes. I've heard a lot of that this morning on LBC. Yeah. Like people saying, what is wrong with these parents? Why don't they, why don't they care enough? Yeah. And I think that that's a gross misunderstanding. You know, if you have a child, if you, you know, so many people will say that life is such a treadmill, getting up early, half days, get your skilled kids to school, often a child will be unhappy, come home, we're all doing longer hours at work, piles of homework. Where is there room to breathe and just have and experience life? And I think but a lot of people in the pandemic got a sense of that and saw their children actually de-stress a bit, maybe pick up a book, maybe draw, maybe do this, mm. maybe do that. And it was just an opening up a bit. Mm. And I think your idea well, I've got my around, idea is around now this is blue sky thinking. So there's no point we in anybody saying, about. how would the bureaucracy work? How would they check? How would because then we can never have change if we can't imagine. So well, it's an imagining. Two things. First thing I just want to say is I'm always staggered by how frightened people sound on phone-ins. On LBC this morning, yeah. people were phoning in in a state of nigh-on panic that, what? You can't not not go to school. Look, if you want your kids, no, there will never be a system where you can't make your kids go through the system. So everyone who who's believes in the system is dedicated to the system. Brilliant. 
I don't understand the threat because that's never going to change. This is what I never understood why people get so threatened by what other people are doing for their children. This is, I I really, and if someone could, could explain that for me, I'd really like to understand why, if what you're doing for your children is right and it's in the system and it's conventional and it's mainstream, I went through it like that, and it works for you, why would you be threatened by someone else not doing it for your kid but for their kids, I've never understood this. My, my, flex, my blue sky thinking is this. What was coming out of it last night was, why can't we have something called flexi schooling? I know it, kind of, it does operate every now and then. Where, um, and, and my son got to because I was ridiculous, stressing me out on him. Year three. Yeah. How old is that? Year three. Is I, that like yeah, I eight? Don't know. Um, why can't we have some kind of flexi schooling where um, those children that have parents who want to or have the, the capacity to or the facilities to take them out, not constantly, they're, they're, the they're registered at the experience. school, they go to the school, but say at the beginning of every term, Johnny, Johnny's parents say, we'd like 20 days across this term that we'd like to take him out and do, do other things, extracurricular things with them. And the school sort of signs off on that, but the school has the has a dialogue with the parents. It's not like arbitrary. They either agree the dates or they agree in principle the dates. And the deal is that the parents have to notify the school pretty much what they're going to be doing in those days. Okay, it might be we're going to go to the zoo, to museums, we're going to do zoological stuff, whatever. There's a, there's a kind of, but it's up to the parents, but the parents tell the school what they're doing. The school works with them on that. People would then say, oh, but then you'll have bedlam. How do you control those kids that don't, you know, lots of kids are allowed to kind of just flounder and just not go to school anyway. Those kids happen anyway where the parents aren't in. Those kids don't go to school anyway. Oh. Those kids don't go to school anyway. If there are parents not looking out for them and they're, and they're not attending school, that is a different problem. That's school refusals and all that kind of stuff. The, the knock-on effect, I think, of then having this flexi-school approach to those kids that can be taken out for a while and this is the crucial bit, is for those kids that don't have the luxury of having parents who can do that, they will receive more dedicated, focused teaching and learning in school because there aren't all those other kids there too. Now, there's all sorts of- Did you of hear that teacher that, was, that rang up LBC and said the problem is we can't give kids enough attention. So Precis that's really bad for their self-esteem. Precisely, precisely. You know, I mean, one of the big things that comes through in this report is that lots and lots of kids are not getting one-on-one -on -one learning, one-on-one -on -one education. They're not getting tailored support. They're not in kind of screened classes and what have you. I just, I just wonder whether, you know, take allowing kids to have, if they've got parents who can do it, and believe me, listening to the phone in last night, this isn't just Tarquins and Islingtonites wanting to do this. This is lots of parents that, some parents who do, um, what's it called, shift work, find themselves with a day in hand somewhere. Yeah. You know, really hard graph, but they manage to have a day where they can connect. Imagine that, you have shift work. My mom's ex-girlfriend who was always working nights. I mean, I didn't get on to I, I hasten to add. But there would, there would be a way there for you actually to have contact time with your kids outside of, outside of the strict regimen of them going to school nine to five. So sometimes learning can just be about being able to spend time with your parents. Now, for those kids that don't have parents that are interested in doing that and don't force their kids to go to school, that's a different matter. That's still the same problem of school refusals and, and uh, you know, um, oh God, what is the word? Truancy and all that kind of stuff. But, but for those kids that have to go to school, would like to do this but can't, they'll get more targeted teaching. I don't... See, it's a little bit like... The analogy I thought of when I was driving back, ironically, from dropping Kiki at school was, was this. We don't go 
batshit crazy when people decide to go to a private healthcare provider because they can't get what they want on the NHS. Okay, only certain people can afford it, right? But we don't go batshit crazy about it. But there's no there's no big judgment. It's like, oh, well, maybe that takes some of the pressure off the NHS for those who need it. Why can't the same logic be used here? We don't go batshit crazy about kids being having the luxury of being able to go to private school. So if kids, some kids' parents suddenly have the luxury of time to dedicate to their children and they want to, why would we not let them? Because it's because it's Sorry. because it's going to be so complicated to put I in. I don't think it that's is what, that, No, but that's what the thinking is. The, the way that it's set up at the moment is the easiest way to deal with it. And for that, I have sympathy. You know, you've got millions of children that you've got to basically basically keep entertained so the but parents can shift, work. Yeah, on that <laughs> shift shift idea, that's my husband, Sarah D. They love when he's just there when they come home from school to spend time with them. Yeah. You know, so, well, you I mean, I, spending time with your grandkids, for example. Spending time with our the children. children yeah, if they just, spent time with your grand, if they, if, if our kids, when they were young, I would have, we would have willingly phoned the school and said they want to spend a day with their granddad talking about Jordan. That's learning. Yeah. You know, it's different learning. My God, it's 25 past 10. Yeah, we're 20 minutes in. Anyway, Ooh. what do you think, guys? Um, absolutely, <coughs> says Sonia Donovan. Um, Elsa Pop, when I got bullied, sometimes my poor mum lost the will to live trying to get through to the school. Yeah. She ended up saying, just come home at lunch so I didn't but have to But isn't it fascinating lessons. how easy it is to get a hold of the school, for the school to get a hold of you when it's about uniform? Well, when it's about when night. it's about absence absenteeism, somebody there was saying that you know the, the school was so engaged when her son wasn't behaving, but then when he was doing really well and pushed through and did but she had nothing, yeah. and uh, that's because they're overwhelmed. Listen, this is not us teacher bashing at, not all. at all. I think teachers want more of this. They want more well, breath, more space to bloody breathe, and actually I, encourage you know independent thinking and. I'd go challenge. further than that. When teachers hear and see that there are parents that are really engaged and wanting to help the kids, they breathe a sigh of relief. I felt that with a number of teachers we've had. They're like, oh, great, we don't need to over-worry about you. Surely this would be a huge liberator for them if they knew that, say, six kids in their class could be not thought of in such detail because they're being catered for in another way. They're out of school for those 20 days, say, and they can focus <clears> on the kids that need the help. This is interesting. Look, Natasha Fear, and even at college, I was pulling myself out of lessons to teach myself and did better that way. Education oh, cannot be regimental. Kick your assist that. What about that one? Uh, this is why working as a special needs assistant for 12 years is too much. Children need attention, and someone who listens and cares for so many reasons. Time and listening is so important. So important to be listened to. It's so important. Anyway, well, this is a conversation that will go on and on. It's a good one. It's a, it's and, a big you one. Know, you know, just imagine if one day there is a big change. Yeah. That they do really rethink it. Yeah, I think it'd be really exciting. We just there's just I, too much evidence that our system doesn't work as well as other countries' systems. I think I think to. we should not be resistant to flexi schooling. I was saying to Nads when I used to do summer jobs for the civil service. I worked in a job centre and I worked in a you know, uh, benefit office and all this kind of stuff because my next door neighbour was a manager and they used to do flexi work, flexi sheets. You'd fill in a flexi but flexi you got hours. Lots of trying to call you in in, in the yeah, job well, and also, Can you imagine and also, went to the job centre and, and, and also he was the head be like, Oh, hello. And a headbutt you as well. But no, but so, fle so flexi hours, flexi hours are, was a really good way of, you worked up enough hours and you'd be like, oh, I've got 12 hours there. We're, why can't we work in a sort That's of flexi That's a good point, Danielle. I think there should be more options like yeah. online learning on some days. I mean, that, that great online tool that they set up in the pandemic we were using, weren't we, as homeschoolers anyway, and you mm. lo you loved it. Mm. Why yeah, Why did they shut that down? Why yeah, didn't yeah. they just keep that going? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, really good. Okay, let's let, let, let's um, move on. 
Um, old people have grown too shy about showing off their wrinkles. I don't think they have grown too shy. I think they've always been shy. I was going to say, this is, well, this is quite a strange. funny story. I didn't notice the title of this when I read it. Oh, right, okay. Well, it, within this, tell the story. It's quite funny, isn't it, about this uh, 81-year-old actress at the Royal Opera House? Yeah, so this 81-year-old actress, she um, she is totally naked. In the show. In, in the das show. Das Rheingold. <clears throat> das Rheingold. What a great name. And... Um, the Financial Times did a review, right? Yeah, Financial Times did a review. And um, <laughs> in the review, the reviewer had said she was made up to look quite a fright... Well, this wonderful actress wrote back to the paper to clarify that there was nothing fake about her appearance. I wore no makeup and the fright look is all naturally mine, which I just loved. Mm. And then the um, the um, journalist that wrote this piece then went on to talk about how she's been very aware with her children mm. to not be too modest, to be naked in front of them so that they get a real idea of what a real body looks like. She said, however, would I do that with my grandchildren? And then she went on to talk. And I love this line that she said. She said her grandmother had wasn't shy at all about being naked. I think it's a bit further down because the actual line is so lovely. Uh, oh, so here she goes. I was lucky to have an unselfish, unself-conscious grandmother who would often strike up a conversation while she was struggling with a bra strap or pulling up her enormous knickers. I noticed how hairless her body was compared to my adolescent fleece and how her soft, downy skin gathered in ruches down her back like a pair of 80s curtains. It wasn't beautiful, but it wasn't ugly either. It was simply the shape of someone I loved. That's a really nice line. Simply the shape. I've got to just put that some. I love that line. I remember early on in our relationship when I said something to you about some part of my body, I can't remember, and you said to me, and we always say this to each other. You it said, wasn't well, a I Tom don't... Conti moment, was it? No, you said, I don't see it separately. I see you as the whole yes. person. And that's the same, actually, when I think about you, when you say to me, what about this? What about this? And I, I kind of have to like go, uh-uh, because I never go, oh, that bit, that bit, that bit. It's the whole person. And I think that's so beautifully put there. It was just the shape of someone I loved. And I think there's a oh, lot in that. Gemma Perry, I hate my body. Don't oh, sweetheart, me. don't. Look, look, every time you say you hate your body, ask yourself, how does my body serve me? Like, if I want to get up now, I want to go over and make a cup of tea, I can do that. Wow, my body just does that. Even though I spend all that time hating it. I want to hug this person and put my arms around this person. Oh, my body just does that for me. And I'm hating on it all day. Try and think about how it serves you, not how you think it should serve others by the I, way I, it looks. I find your parents really inspiring mm. in this department because I love your dad's response many years ago to the suggestion, not that it was realistic necessarily. Your mum was saying, oh, I'd have a facelift. And your dad looked genuinely sort of stressed and perturbed. Because his, his, and it's interesting, isn't it? Again, I wonder if it's also a cultural thing. She'd been offered one yeah. for, for a, a birthday And, and he present. was horrified. I mean, scared by this <laughs> He prospect. said, you will look 12. Yeah. And, and and I can see how they both, when I look at them looking at each other when they're talking, you see that same look of love. 
past between, I mean, frustration too, they've been married for many years, but there's a look between the two of them where they're still, they're not looking at the surface, they're not looking at the wrinkles. I mean, and I've off, I've mentioned this, this story, sorry, Nadia, I know I've mentioned it many times before, but it really feels apt in this scenario here. Jane Fonda, who I love, I've never been in a more challenged position. And I really was challenged. I didn't know what to make of it when she when she took her top off and she was, I think she was- It was oh, in the theater, oh, by no, yeah, the way. Sorry, sorry, yeah. It wasn't a moment between the two of us. <laughs> but I think she was in her late, seven, she's, I don't know how old she is now. How old is Jane well, Fonda? Yes, yeah. late 80s. So this now. was about 10 years ago. And she, she'd had a breast job and she sort of rather, in this show, she sort of took her top off and, and demonstrated her chest to the world. And in terms of a, a sort of a boob job, it was astonishing, but it completely confused me because there was this incredibly attractive, aged, but beautiful woman who with all the, and, and so what I'm trying to say was I couldn't have compartmentalized what made her beauty still hold. It was a radiance that came from her through age. And then what but, happened, what tugged against that for me was this artificiality that had been plonked in the middle of her but chest. But I think, I think the important, the important thing about this article is we have many people will be naked in front of their kids because they and they will say it's because da, 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 but would grandparents because we have a real problem with wrinkle you know real old age being disgusting and we should move towards the shape of someone i love mm. and so mm, <clears throat> maybe the whole um you know, a body acceptance movement has to move right across the ages mm. so that a naked body, I mean, people will often say, won't they, what what um what a but an honor it is to look after their elderly when they might get so unwell that they have to wash them and they mm. have to dress them and they have to do all of this stuff and how their body just becomes, you know, just the one that they love looking after. And and maybe it is about we shouldn't be recoiling. Like if we see an older model they're always the most beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. model that you could imagine. You look at them and you think, my God, you're 90. How beautiful were you when you were 30? Mm. And it mustn't always boil down to whether somebody looked beautiful or not. Yeah. That's not the point. Like <clears throat> sometimes when I might say something around body acceptance stuff and somebody will say to me, yeah, but you look great. So like, I don't want that. That's not the response I want. I don't want people mm. to tell me I look great. I want it not to matter. Mm. We shouldn't, I don't, it's lovely sometimes when you get dressed up and somebody says you look, look great, but why does that always have to be the end result? But do you think you'll be able to show your wrinkles to your <laughs> grandchildren? No, because I'm nowhere near body, body acceptance. acceptance enough to be naked. I don't like being naked. I feel vulnerable. I won't. And so I do think it's the next. I haven't even got to this stage. So what would it be like as a grandparent? You say the best things that help more than you could ever know, Nads. You helped me wear a bikini in New York oh. two weeks ago. Oh, Thank you did I? Oh, this makes me cry when people say mm. No, it's lovely, isn't it? So I, I was holding that back. I do get messages like that. And honestly, it just, only somebody, somebody that's never had a problem with accepting their body would just go, God, well, you know, what does she mean? But it's like to think that you can just reduce that kind of stress a bit in another person is so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Oh, look. That's and why I, I hate it so much when people say to me, oh, you're body confident, you're this and it's like, it's mm. a, no, don't, don't remove me from where you're at because I'm still the same. 
Mm. <laughs> this is interesting. Struggling. Daniel Gall, I think it's different in Spain. The older generation seem comfortable and happy to parade around with that clothes, whereas the younger generation are very self-conscious. Oh. Interesting, interesting. Uh, but there's a better acceptance of the elderly there, aren't mm. they? We tend to dismiss old people well, we here, but there's a people. respect. There's I, more of a respect. I think culturally we still in this country sort of seek to hide our old people rather than sort of you know, embed them within our lives as they get as they get much older. We're really in the Instagram age. We're constantly oh, built to deny our true selves, skin, mood, lifestyle, age, etc., etc. I agree. I agree. Okay, just quickly before we sign off and sing some happy birthdays, um, could you go to an art exhibition of performance? Art? Well, that's the big question. I'm I'm not an enormous fan of performance art. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I once let me just tell this story. I once went to see to the Tate. I can't say I don't like it. And Everyone were, I've been to, I have. Yeah, and there was a work of performance art where it involved one of the actors, contributors, members of the cast, whatever you want to call them, running at me, dressed as an animal, and inviting me to do something. And I'm not exaggerating. When they ran towards me, I went, "Stop right there." And they're like, Baby you've got to get back. Yeah, you've got to get involved. I said, I am not getting involved with anything. Back away. They've never, I said, like, back away. So how would you feel about going to an exhibition at the Royal Academy? Uh, the Marie Marina Abramov, Abramovic, Abramovic uh, a notoriously famous uh, performance artist. Um, and having to I was walk say, between... have we been to something of hers before? It's no, but we know a lot of people who really like her. Ah. Um, and you would have to walk... Well, you don't actually have to. The article's a bit misleading. You have the choice not to. You can go through a different entrance. But, but we... then when you've got the choice, how weird if you choose this? Show them the yeah, photo. so visitors must squeeze between nude models to enter this exhibition. Could you do that? Right, first of all, absolutely bloody not. Oh. Second of all, why would I? Third of all, if you've got two doors to choose from, and even if you wanted to have the experience of squeezing between two models, would you not be so embarrassed? What if he gets aroused? I just... What if he, I mean, what if he snags your bag? Hats off to those models. Well, more than I, hats off, everything's uh... off. <laughs> I could not do that because I would be thinking there are some people doing this to get off on this. I, I, on YouTube could easily. I couldn't. No way. No, no, no. You couldn't. The the, the performers aren't going to be getting off on it because they're part of the artwork and they've no, signed no, up to it. No, that's what but... I'm saying. No, I'm saying. But I would be worrying that people are going to come and just try and squeeze past me to get a cheap thrill. Yeah, but that's if you were the model. Could yeah, you walk if I were between the model. them? No, that's what I keep saying. I've said it five times. So, so no, you'd no go way. for the other entrance. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should go and we should do I'm it. I'm not doing it. I think we should go. Well, we should see if we can. I don't want to. I don't want to rub past somebody's boobs and somebody's penis. I don't know I don't if I know. want to either. What is the point of it? Well, don't start asking that sort of question. No, no, but what is what? I mean, I say I wouldn't, but I don't know what the artists. Um, yeah meaning is what, I think, what the, is she I think she originally I think she originally staged this exhibit was her and her partner many many right. years ago so it's a restaging of something. I mean obviously in the nature of performance artists is that you don't have an object left often performance art is shown in exhibitions and galleries uh with photographs films pre-recorded you know items to demonstrate how it was done um I mean I think she's probably uh wanting oh, to make us feel confrontation between nakedness gender you've got to sexuality do that in an art voice. okay entering in, between no no this is what they say so they say being forced to walk between two nude nude uh, models means that we have to be we have to confront nakedness gender the sexuality the desire 
I think you just got a face feeling very bloody awkward. I mean, she, it, it just feels, I just feel awkward. I, I think I, I just, just feel, it, oh, there we go, Dawn Decker, there's some of her students. I mean, look. I shouldn't, I, I, what I really hate is people, is, is when people poo-poo. I think it's wrong how the emphasis are. Jenna Wiz is straight talking. I don't like to poo-poo, things I don't understand. Okay. No, neither should we. So, and neither should we, but I can't help it. Well, <laughs> it just seems very bloody weird. But I can't stand if somebody, artists but, but I would be open to somebody convincing me differently. If somebody said to me, no, it's because da da da, and I felt da da da, and this meant da da, I'd be open to hearing that. Well, look, Aaron Villamore. Um, Aaron, come it, on. It's rich people art. It's just pretentious posturing instead of making an actual piece of artwork about the structure of society. Interesting. Wow, I didn't think you would say that, Aaron. I, I think thought you might have gone the other way. The, the funny thing about art is there's always a way you can justify and explain something as having a significance that perhaps it doesn't in the first place, didn't in the first place. I can only presume being forced to step between two naked bodies, does it not take you to the heart of everything that's important to you, which is body confidence, body acceptance, what it means to be a person, that um, we, being that we, close we to another to, person, that we over-sexualise. So we, why would we not feel comfortable? It's all about the discomfort, surely. To, we put too much emphasis on the body and nudity. Well, you know, it's like I always quote my German friend, Simone, who'd probably say, oh, yes, I would do this. Why not? You know, uh, that's what I mean. I realise that I am fettered by my own, you know, fear around nudity and around bodies. And, you know, I, I think in a German audience or a French audience, probably nobody would even have this discussion. So maybe good. it is good because it's challenging. Create a holic, good to challenge what makes us uncomfortable. Mm. I wouldn't want to do it, but wouldn't not do it either. Like that, mm. I like that sum up. Yeah, I personally think it, you know, if you wanted to stand there in an art college crit situation, I would be saying this is clearly asking questions about, okay, if we feel uncomfortable and our Why? first response is to laugh and gasp and guffaw and go, absolutely, what the hell is all this about? What does that say about us? The artist exactly. doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. Like, so my response to it was, God, if I was those models, I would be really worried that's, that people are getting off on pushing past me. So that shows me what I think about nudity. Nudity is always sexualized. Dawn Decker so sums it up. Look, can we just see a beautiful body? Or is she questioning how we sexualize automatically? Mm, see, there you go. There I'm you already go. being one already to, it, to it, provoking thought. It's provoked thought. Okay, yeah. well, there we go. Okay, well, let's do our birthdays and then we will. And also, will... guys, just to remind you, 8.40 this, this evening, do check in here because there's going to be a live because we've got two of the contestants, no, the contributors, of uh, your mum, my dad. We're really excited. Um, I just got a message, actually, that they've been watching all our reviews. Oh, God. These well, two. Is it... And they've really enjoyed them, so they're really looking forward so to it's having not a, a chat. So it's not a Stoa, it's not a Beatha Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. they're going to be joining us at 8.40. Well, we'll be up at 8.40, uh, have a little chat, and then we'll bring them in. So please join us, and you can ask them nice questions, and it's all very lovely. Just quickly, a welcome to Quan Young. Yang. Quan Young. Welcome, Quan Young. Yang. Welcome, Quan Young. Welcome to the family guest area. We do sing new members if they pop up on the live, only if they pop up on the Richard, live. Richard. Is so the person who asked for this on Instagram, is she here? If yeah. you are, you and Richard, please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. It doesn't cost you anything, and you get loads of content. We've got lots of birthdays. Five. Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Richard. Richard. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jules. Happy birthday to you. And one for Vicky's Mark. So this is Mark. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Vicky's Mark. Happy birthday to you, Vicky. Vicky's Mark. Mark, happy birthday. Uh, Michelle. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michelle. Happy Michelle. birthday to happy you. Happy birthday to you, Michelle. Oh, we've got to do my And warm. Ollie. Happy we've, birthday we've got a heartwarming to moment. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, dear Ollie. Ollie. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Now, the audio is turned down on this, um, but we are now going to show you your end finally. Yeah? Yeah. Little Rose drowned in the pool. Her 18-year-old brother, Eric, pulled her out and performed CPR, saving her life. This is their reunion after four days in the hospital. Oh, message being, please learn CPR and have loved ones learn it too. You never know. Look at that, the way she just holds him. Don't you think that's so mm. beautiful? That's her older brother. Mm. Eric pulled her out, performed CPR, saved her life. I just think that's so beautiful. Obviously, we haven't got the emotional music. That's the dad crying his eyes out as well. Look at the way she's so still with him. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was just, oh. And then she goes back in again. Oh my God. I just so love sweet. that so much. But are any of us going to learn CPR from that? Imagine, so imagine if we've all watched that today and some time down the line or even very soon, we needed to use CPR. I think it's a message. Nicole and Terry need to get their quick birthdays in. You've been screaming on the side here, I can see. So, Happy Nicole, birth. Nicole. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nicole. Happy birthday to you. And Terry. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Terry. Happy birthday to you. I think it's fair to say that lots of people nine months ago back from this day many times across time it's obviously quite a fertile day isn't it <laughs> there's a lot of birthdays today so it's clearly going on yeah. guys we're now going to sit and end the stream and pause just for a second <laughs> 